Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Yes, sir. And just like that, we are back. I am back in the country. Just flew in from Madrid, Spain last night into the Yayo. The Yayo is Miami. If you don't know what the Yayo means, just Google it back in the... (laughs) 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 In the Scarface day, they call it the Yayo. The Yayo. So I'm back in the Yayo. And just like that, we're back in the building. And this is Paper Route. I'm your host, Brandon Marshall. Let's go. Yes. And also, I got my boys with me. I got Andrew Wu, who out in the West, bam, right there. And then I also got BC in the booth. Fellas, how are y'all Mondays going? It's going bright and fresh. I feel great today. You feel great? I feel great today, actually. How about yourself? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good. The juice, I got the juice for the show. Uh, It was a slow start to, uh, to the morning because I got in late last night. But so far, so good. Not great like you, but good. BC, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Top of the week. Ready to get to it. Let's do it. It was a good little weekend. Ready to get to it. Let's do it. Yeah, I don't know why he's kicking bars right now. But but B, for the audio uh, viewership. Viewership, view, audio, uh, audio viewership, viewership. Listen, listen. listenership. <laughs> okay, there we go. Okay, now I right. told you I was feeling great. All right. Um, can you explain these glasses? <laughs> please. Right, I've been guys, waiting so, about 15 yeah, minutes yeah, for these glasses. wearing glasses. <laughs> yes, please explain. So, BC, you, you weren't in the studio yet. So, I'm sitting in the studio. Uh, Bianca was the first one in. Shout out to Bianca, first one in. Mm. Uh, so, she's she's like the Tom Brady type. Um, and then I came in second. Then you came in, Andrew. And Andrew walks in, BC, and he's like, what's up with these glasses? I was like, we'll talk about it on the show. And so let me tell you the story about the glasses. Let's go back to 2014, so damn near 10 years ago, right? Mm. I'm playing for the Chicago Bears, and I wanted to be cute. I had everybody was wearing suits in that era (laughs) all the time, 
And I was like, let me look sophisticated. So I go buy, I go out and buy these glasses, and they got some medicine in them. But oh. I'm wearing these glasses like every Sunday when I'm on my suits or if I have some type of business meeting, et cetera, et cetera. But they're, I don't need prescription, all right? Fast forward 10 years later, a couple of months back, man, my eyes just start bothering me. I can't see far. Shit is blurry, all of that, right? <laughs> so I'm like, damn, I'm getting old. About to turn 40. All right, that, this, morning, for, this morning, I'm like, let me grab those glasses. Let me see. Bro, I threw the glasses on and everything looks amazing. <laughs> so these glasses that I bought 10 years uh, ago just for looks finally came, you know, uh, 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 in use. It was very useful now, like needed, much needed. Wow. And everything looks clear, bro. It's amazing. Can, can I just chime in and ask real quick, B, are you sure you didn't give your, yourself the reason to wear glasses by yeah. wearing them at the wrong time? These are Giorgio Armani, Armani, Giorgio mm -hmm. Armani. So there's expensive glasses. They got some medicine in them. And, and, bro, they look good. Like, my eyes, I can see. How much did you wear these glasses, though, 10 years ago when you didn't need them? Uh, probably worn for, I wore them actually for a couple of years. Like if you, oh. you see some of my stuff and if I have on like, looks like glasses, prescription glasses, it's these. But so I wore them like on TV. I wore them like, uh, when I had a suit on, it was like my sophisticated look. So I wore them a bunch where I can't even, I can't even count how many times I wore Oh, you trained your eyes then. No, no, you no, gave, no. Did, did That's what I'm your, saying. Did you give yourself this problem? Cause that means you trained your eyesight. <laughs> I <have> now <laughs> when you put them on. You see better. No, I always had twenty twenty. Always had twenty twenty uh, vision, and I haven't worn these glasses in years, actually. Right, so I, I don't think I, I trained my my eyes, bro, because I was seeing perfectly up until a couple of months ago. I just woke up, shit, just foggy, mm. little glary, and it's not every day. It's not every day. Okay. So I don't know what's going on. But I mean, I'm getting older. I'm about to turn forty. I'm about yeah. to turn 40. I, mean, I guess this is what club, happens. Man, this, is, this is what happens. I mean, my, my, my eyesight still works pretty good. So, you know. So you have BC, no problems? So far, so good. That's good. That's good. BC, qu wood. quick question, because I remember this era that B's talking about. I fell victim to this era. Oh, you had the glasses? Yeah. No, no medicine in them, though. No medicine? No medicine. Did you fall victim to the glasses era, BC? Um, you know, I rocked a couple pairs of uh, specs. I Some specs. <laughs> <laughs> Non-medicated. But they weren't like prescription. No, no, just no, for no. style, yeah, right? Exactly, just for style. I'll, I'll yeah, a little pair of specs. Yeah, no, I, I did it, but you know, my thing was, I, I think my eyes felt, uh, what, what is it, uh, claustrophobic? It was just too close. It was too close, too man. Close, too close. Too close. Oh uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it was just too close. The only so, thing I need on my eyes are shades, a good shade, but that's it. Yeah. So far, yeah. so good, man. So I mean, that, that's the story of the glasses. You know, uh, hopefully that's the last thing that goes because they say when you get older, other thing you have other problems. Right now, yeah. you know, my sex drive is still high, so that that's working. That's good. <laughs> TMI. So, yeah. I'm just saying, like, damn, I'm turning forty. My eyes, all of a sudden, just like that, boom, your eyes go. No, no. Man. sex drive still good. Actually, it's getting crazier. To somebody who's no. over the forty, everything is good. You just got to eat good. You got it. So you good? Yeah. Your sex drive still good? Pause. Pumping. Pumping. <laughs> Pumping. <laughs> I'm like a V8. <laughs> hey, so quick question, fellas. I have to ask this. If you ended a game and it was almost 400 points combined on the board, would that be a good game or a bad, bad game? That would be a shitty game. 
All right, so let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so last night, we had the All-Star game. And the total points, guys, was 397 points. And the East won by 25. Even Adam Silver was upset about this. Really? Yeah, he said it, it basically isn't a competitive game anymore. And uh, even the players started to say that the best thing about the game was between quarters, the acrobats that did dunks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here to ask, what was your reaction to last night's event? Mm. I would have to say, uh, I don't know. I didn't watch it. BC, I know you're, you're, you're a huge hoops fan. You know, I like the game, but as that, you know, people know that listen to me, and I've been saying this for years, I like the game once it gets closer to uh, postseason, but I start watching really at the end of March, you know, early April. Um, I, I didn't watch, and I didn't even care to watch. Like, I saw all the stuff, NBA All-Star Weekend, and they got all these events and the big game. I didn't even care to watch the highlights. That's how bad this mm. is for me. Now, like seriously, because yeah. you in the past, you were just like, all right, I ain't going to really tune into the game. You know, like first it was like, I'm going to tune in, but then you start watching. And then it was, uh, I, I ain't going to tune in, but I'm going to watch the highlights. I don't even care to watch the highlights. <laughs> I don't care to watch the highlights. There was, one, there was one thing that just came on literally right before we started the show. I was like, oh, that's yeah. dope. Uh, was Dame Lillard hitting a three from half court. And it was just effortless. Like the dude just stopped. He pulled his normal his normal form, nothing but net. Right. That was the only thing that I, I that that caught my eye. Everything else, whack. BC. I mean, it's it's yeah. It, it it lost the competitiveness, man. They just out there playing around. No defense. Everybody's just kind of just jumping around. Oh yeah, I'm gonna just let you blow by me and do this little funky layup right here. No competitive nature at all. Everybody's afraid to get hurt, I guess, you know, protecting the bag. I don't know what it, you know, I don't know what it is. The All-Star game used to be a little bit more competitive. Like, you actually wanted to beat East versus West, all that. But, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. It was cool or whack? Come on, man, say it. Yeah, I got to say it was a little whack. 397 so did, points. So, did you watch the <laughs> entire game? I fell asleep. Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I fell asleep. I was watching it. I was watching it till about the third quarter. Why did you even tune in? Because you want to see your favorite stars on the court at the same time. I do want to see them all because it's, mm -hmm. it's cool to like see Kawhi, LeBron, KD, uh, Dame, everybody like on the court. Your favorite players, the top stars on the court at the same time. That's dope. But if they're not really playing or giving any type of effort, like I want to see them actually like. Do they even practice? Like, do they even have a uh, an all-star game practice? Like, yo, we're going to go do this? Nah, I think Trish, they just all no. show up in their outfits and just be ready to play. I don't play. know. Maybe it's, the end of, maybe it's the end of all these, uh, you know, the all-star era where... It's the festivities and stuff that's really yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the big thing. The parties, you know, um, the events and stuff like that. Like, the whole weekend and, and that type of stuff, that is really more what it's about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But the actual all-star game has been trash for a minute. If you guys had to pinpoint it, what do you think was the turning point? Because this, this, is a, this has happened in NFL a lot earlier. I would say the last half a decade to a decade, they've been playing soft in the NFL all-star or Pro Bowl, sorry, mm -hmm. game. So, like, what do you think is the result of this? Like, he just mentioned festivities, but is it just festivities? 
Is it these guys are too friendly with What's each other? What's the result of what, like the game being terrible? Yeah, it's it's, it's non-competitive. It's more, it's more information that guys are getting smarter. It, you know, as a fan and on the other side of it now, uh, it, it sucks. You know, so it's, it's a waste of time to even tune in. Mm-hmm. But as a player, I get it. I get it because look in the NFL, this is a brutal game. So now you're talking about a meaningless game. You want us to go over to Hawaii. Now the game has moved to the states at times where you can go to Vegas. You go to Orlando, Miami. and you, So you want me to go after, right before the Super Bowl, my season's over, and play in this meaningless game mm-hmm. and potentially tear my ACL, snap my Achilles, uh, mess up my AC joint, maybe get another concussion, right? Some of these guys, they're the best of the best. They are the best of the best. That's why they're in an all-star game. So some of those guys are renegotiating deals or they're up for contract, right? And so why would they go out there and play? It's the same thing that's happening in college football. In college football, I make it to the bowl game, and I'm freaking a month or two away from uh, being a multi, multi, multi multi-millionaire. Why would I jeopardize any of that? So it it, it makes sense. and so that's why I said earlier, like, I think this might be the end of the all-star era, like truly watching a game and being excited about it. I think the best thing that's cooking in all-star right now is the MLB all-star game, right? Like the home run derby is still mm-hmm. exciting. Uh, yeah, like who has the best all-star weekend, the, the best all-star game? Right. And <laughs> I think the best all-star week is it, what you were saying earlier, BC, you know, when it comes to the festivities, it's probably NBA because there's so many yeah. parties, so many people in town. Uh, there's uh, some of our players are launching new shoes. Yeah, all the brands are there doing their thing too. Yeah, it's it's. it's I think it's probably one of the best for the festivities and the events around it. Yeah, I, I can't understand why the NBA. When you say what was the turning point, like what you know, how how did we get to this? I don't understand why the NBA All Star Game, uh, so whack. You know what I mean? Right? Because it, maybe it's just uh, I I just I I don't well, know because they don't have they're not they're not they're not you know open to those type of injuries as mm. big of injuries as the as the football players are. They can still go out there and compete at a high level, um, and put on a great show and, and still protect them themselves. They do it in the off season. Look at all the amazing right. runs in L.A., the amazing runs in Miami, the amazing runs in New York. They're out there. The best of the best is playing against each other, and those games are more competitive, right, B? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. So I don't, right I don't get the, yeah, I don't get the NBA. Yeah, I don't understand. I will say this. I, did, I was doing a little research here to see if the – you guys remember the concussion movie, right? Yep. So I was just trying to see if anything aligned with it, and then I did a little bit of Google research. Some people are saying 2010 because that's when the Pro Bowl became uh, – uh, it, it basically switched from after the Super Bowl to before, but the concussion movie was 2015, so it still hasn't even been a decade since then. And just to feedback on what you said about the NBA, um, I, w- I would probably say the biggest blame I've seen, and I, w- I do want to hear what you guys have to say about this, is a lot of people blame the AAU circuit. They become too friendly. Uh, maybe yes, they may be competitive in those games. I don't know why they wouldn't be competitive in the all-star game because you could roll an ankle in either game. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people still lean into the AAU example, like, oh, you know, I ain't going to dunk on my homie. We just playing for the fans. Like, they're not taking it as serious. Uh, I don't Do you see think that. that. I don't think that. No? I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. I mean, they're, they're competitors at the end of the day, and they do want to beat each other. Like, KD, 
as much as he respects LeBron, he wants to go out there and beat LeBron if they're playing against each other regularly. But I just think this all-star thing is like nobody wants to get hurt. It's like, why am I doing this? This is supposed to be our off week. You know, this is the, the this is the week most of these guys would rather be resting and getting prepared for the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. But they have to kind of come out here and entertain the fans. I think the concept yeah. of the All-Star game is great. You know, getting the best, the top in the world, the, the, the superstars, putting them together all in one arena and having them play. I think the concept is great. The product is not great. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, look, I, I think it's a lot about what you guys just said as far as, you know, tired, you know, it's middle of the season, don't really want to give that type of effort. And maybe there's some some of it has to do with um defense, right? You know, this is such of a it's such an offensive era, such an yeah. offense of game now, offensive game now. You know, when you play defense, that's a that's a attitude, that's a that's a commitment. And to do that in the all-star game, you know, in the offensive era is probably asking these dudes a little too much. And that's why you see, you know, great on the offensive side. I mean, that yeah, on the offensive side, you're seeing some cool dunks. You're seeing, like I said, Dame Litter pull from half court. So you're seeing some action there, but dudes aren't really trying. I, you know, and then you yeah. also, you know, you, you think, it, you know, think about being that guy. Being that guy meaning you're the guy that's playing hard on the defensive end, and you're the one that hurts LeBron. You're the one that hurts Steph Curry. You're yeah. the one that hurts Giannis or Shea or yeah. Joker, right? Like During a meaningless game. Right. Like, you don't want to <laughs> be that guy. Right. So, yeah. look, look, they just need to, they need to continue to lean into, um, you know, all the other things that people wanted to see. I know we're going to talk about it here in a few minutes, but, like, one of the things that I wanted to see, probably one of the only things that I wanted to see was Sabrina versus Steph. In a three point contest. Oh, well, let's not, let's that not, was let's dope. Not jump the gun. No, I, but you ain't hear what I said. I said we're gonna talk I said we're gonna talk about it in a few minutes. Yeah, we're gonna get there. Okay, we're okay, get okay. There. I just know it's an exciting topic a- because a- a- Andrew said, Okay, Brandon, shut your mouth. Okay, I got you. No, well, because the thing is, so we know that the all star game, right? That that used to be the most exciting part of this weekend. Yep. This is the unfortunate part though, B. Both B and B C. You ever thought the dunk contest wouldn't be interesting anymore? <sighs> Never thought that. Never if I told you five years ago a G League guy named Mac McClung was going to win back-to-back dunk contests, would you believe me, guys? I don't even know who Mac McClung is. <laughs> I hope I'm saying it right, but yeah, yeah, Mac McClung. McClung yeah. Well, uh, I think I did see that clip where Shaquille O'Neal came out and said, hey, come here. They don't know who you are. They don't know your name. Make them remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> was that the yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna was lie, that, that was a pretty damn good yeah. Shaq impression, <laughs> that was a good though. Impression. <laughs> right, BC? Yeah, yeah, that was good. The tone and everything was pretty damn yeah. good. Was that the same guy he said it to? Yeah. I believe so. That was um, cool. But yeah, Mac McClung, uh, this is the unfortunate part, too, guys, is that he was a G Leaguer last time and he came out, he's still a G Leaguer. So, like, yeah. when is the NBA actually gonna give this guy a chance? Um, yeah. Probably we got to see more of his game, but like, what is your thoughts on the contest now? So, BC, I'll go first here. Um, back the dunk contest is trash. It's done, and it needs to be not revamped. It needs to be owned uh, by the superstars. Um, 
Mm. When you think about like back in the day, there's a few events that you always tuned into, and the dunk contest was one of them. Like every, every year, you were like, "Oh, I gotta see the dunk contest." Right. Even a home run derby. Like I don't watch baseball, but I love watching a home run derby. Right? That's mm. one of those events that you tune into. And yes, Andrew, you're right. Nobody, nobody is checking for the the, the dunk contest like that anymore. And one of the reasons is is because the superstars aren't involved. It's not about, like, the best dunkers, right? Like, the best dunkers are guys that you probably never heard of or maybe even, in a G, maybe even be in a G League, right? Yeah. Right. But that's not what we want to see. That's not what made the dunk contest. Like, yeah, there's a lot of conversation about, around LeBron James, and maybe LeBron James is the reason why uh, the other superstars aren't participating. But that's just one guy, man. This is a big deal when you talk about the dunk contest. So there's a list of superstars that should be in a dunk contest that isn't in a dunk contest. If they can get that right, then they're probably going to see participation. They're probably going to see engagement go back up. I don't want to see the best dunkers. I want to see the best superstar dunkers in the in the dunk contest. That's what is missing. BC, mm -hmm. like you're a basketball guy, is, do you have a list of superstars that can dunk that should be in the dunk contest, <clears throat> but they're not participating? Not participating. Uh, I would probably go with, of course, Zion. I would love to see Zion, a healthy Zion, go mm. in the dunk contest. Right. He's made. But how many like, windmills do you think he's going to do? Let him go. Give me the list quick. Give me the list. So Zion. Zion, Anthony Edwards. Uh, Wemby says he wants to do it, but Jalen Green out in Houston, he's nasty with it. Uh, John Morant John healthy. John Morant, oh. healthy John Morant. Uh, I still I want to see Giannis. Giannis. I want to see Giannis. I want to I see mean, Giannis. I mean, MJ did it. I mean, MJ but Giannis is not. He's not that great of a did dunker. Kobe, did Kobe ever do a dunk, do the dunk contest? I believe Kobe did do it. I got to double check that. Double check that. I think he did do it, though, one, at least one year. LeBron yeah, needed to do won. it on his last year. He won 97. Won, right? yeah. Kobe did it. Kobe you know what? LeBron, LeBron, that needs LeBron, to be his farewell. Listen, LeBron's not going to do it now. <laughs> he should do one. He should do one. But he always ran from it. And that was always one of the things for me, too, as well. Like, he just ran from the dunk contest. Like, they want to see you, the superstar, in the game. Like, Michael Jordan went, did the dunk contest. Went up against Dominique Wilkins, one of the probably mm -hmm. the greatest dunk contests ever you know what i'm saying like lebron should have did that especially early on he should have just went in and got it out the way and i think that did contribute I to a lot of I, superstars not doing it feeling like they don't really have to a lot of it is because too they don't want to lose you know what i mean they don't want to be in there like oh i lost the dunk contest then mj probably mj probably lost one man like come on like yeah. exactly I think it would be legendary for LeBron James on his farewell tour. I know we'll talk about that because he has some thoughts. Uh, he shared some thoughts this past weekend in Indy on his future. And I think it would be legendary for LeBron James during his farewell tour to make an appearance in the dunk contest. I mean, a dude, if you you watch him at 39, he still got bunnies. He's still doing some dope stuff. I mean, like, I don't think he needs to go out there and do anything crazy and be 360s. Show. He just needs to go out there and just show up. Like, I think that would be legendary.
I mean, for the show of it, yeah, he's not gonna win because he's not. He's forty years old. He's not. He's not gonna do nothing crazy. What the little yeah, nothing to pull hurt back. Himself. Like he's not gonna do anything. So I would have liked to see LeBron do it when he had the, the 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 wheels, like when he was in his prime, going out there flying. Like that's when he was supposed to do it. I don't want to see old man Bron on he, there trying to do the he, dunk even, contest. Even if he look, look, what about this though? All right, let's say he doesn't even. He's not a full participant. Yeah, During his farewell tour mm-hmm. last year, NBA All Stars stop. Maybe he just goes out there and do one or two dunks. He it's like it's like an intermission. Honor, it's like honor, an intermission. honorary, some, the, the honorary yeah. dunk. You know, he, he just goes out, he's sitting courtside, <laughs> takes off. He he has a, a suit on or something, breakaway suit. Boom, pull, pull that off and then break come out and do a windmill. Ah. Y'all see, y'all see, see that. I can see huh? that in the game. What's under the suit? He does that in the game. Uh, outfit. <laughs> to me, was under the suit. <laughs> the jersey under that? Yeah. Yeah, he oh, got the jersey. In the suit, the breakaway suit. And he comes in and now he's in his jersey, his uh, Space Jam fit or something. Nah. Oh, man. Nah. All right. Well, B said his answer, I think, already. But BC, what would be your answer to this question? Mm. How do they actually fix the dunk contest? B said... Bring the celebrities, bring the personalities, and you got the mix back. What's yours, BC? No, I agree. Put the superstars back in the in the dunk contest. Like, mm-hmm. nobody knows who Mac McClung is. That's great that he's a dunker and he actually won, but mm-hmm. nobody knows who he is. And right now, after that, he's going back to the G League. So it's like <laughs> nobody's even going to watch him. Make the dunk contest great again. America, NBA, make the dunk contest great again. We want to see – I still want to see KD. I want to see Giannis. I want to see Ja Morant. I want to see Anthony Edwards. I want to see Aaron Gordon back doing the craziness. Let's go. You know what I mean? Mm. Zach Levine. The 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 old Blake Griffin jumping over Give the car. Give me Jason Tatum. <laughs> yeah, Tatum. I mean, Jalen Brown went and did his thing. I think he did his thing too. So, I mean, at least he's stepping up. You know, he's considered a superstar in the league, so he's stepping up and getting in there. So we don't want to leave him out of it. Make the dunk contest great again, yeah, please. 100%. The dunk contest was an American treasure. It, we had we don't, everybody. We don't it was like a boxing walkers. event. It was like a it was like a heavyweight uh, boxing event. You got Tyson versus Holyfield. You know, it was like the Super Bowl. Everybody gathers in the living room. We're watching this. Get the popcorn ready. It's not mm-hmm. like that anymore. We want that back. And to get it back, you need the superstars to honor the dunk contest. You have to have the superstars participate in the dunk contest. Ja Morant, bring back the dunk contest. Oh, we need the dunkers, just the dunkers. No, no, no. Be specific. Not just dunkers. We need the superstar dunkers. Yeah. Superstar dunkers. And, and you don't yeah. even have to be a crazy dunker. Like, we didn't seen every dunk already. There, what else can you... What else can you do now, Pete? It's all about the props. We didn't yeah. see that. We just want to see the best dunk and bring out their yeah. props. Yeah. Correct, and see who wins from that. That's L- right. Let me ask you guys this, though. If he never does it, let's say he doesn't do his farewell tour and dunk contest and all that stuff, five years after he retired, should he feel ashamed? No, he ashamed. shouldn't feel ashamed. No, man, not no? ashamed. I mean, he's still LeBron James. But we all have lived with regrets. But regrets. I regrets. I will <laughs> say though, that is one thing I will hold against him. Like, damn, you never did the dunk contest. It's like, like an. I feel like it's an empty space like, on his especially, mantle. Especially when you say you chasing. <laughs> especially when you eh. say you chasing MJ. Yeah. You gonna go? Eh. Yeah. You had to it do. It ain't that important. Nah. 
It's not. Uh, yeah, but you just said you want to see him on the farewell joint. I do want to see okay, it, but I'm so saying I, he, he, the question was: what, Should he have regrets? Old man, old man. Yeah, no regrets. Not like not feel ashamed. No regrets. See, I mean, he's accomplished everything. But he just should have done but it. But he just should have done it. Like just for the Can, for the sport, for the culture. You should have did it for the culture. <laughs> let's let's push. Let's 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 talk about something that I actually was excited to see. You ready for it? And I'm so happy that they talked about this and promoted it weeks before. And that was Sabrina versus Steph. Like that is what they need to continue to lean into. The game might be done forever, okay? The dunk contest, they can revamp. They can they can they can put more life back into the dunk contest. They need to continue to think about other things that will create, you know, engagement and excitement and anticipation. Right. And Steph versus Sabrina was legendary. Yeah. And I want to see them continue to do this and find other ways that they can bring in other uh, WNBA players in other ways. But this was pretty cool. Don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. But do it. This was really good, BC. I enjoyed this. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk. Uh, you know, some say say that, you know, uh, it was great, but it was overshadowed by Kenny Smith, who said that Sabrina should have shot from the WNBA's three-point line instead of the NBA three-point line. B, what is your thoughts? B meaning Brandon. Here's my thoughts. And, and this is a tricky conversation, right? Because when you start talking about, you know, men and women and rights and gender, da-da-da-da-da, your ass can get canceled. Mm -hmm. You can get canceled. So here's what I would say first. Disclaimer. I would say this first. I appreciate Sabrina doing this. Like, this is legendary. That's what legends do. Nah, mm -hmm. F that. I'm going to do what you do, Steph. But the reality is, if she shot from the WNBA line, she probably would have won. <laughs> she probably would have won. Like, I don't even want to get into the gender thing. Please don't cancel me. Please don't cancel me. But Kenny Smith, I don't think those was bad comments. Right? Because think about it. You, Steph, it's only about fear. Not fear from a gender standpoint. Men are stronger or better than women. We ain't talking about that. I don't want to get canceled. But what we are saying is, from an athlete perspective, Steph trains from that line. Mm -hmm. Sabrina trains from, the other, trains from the other line. The WNBA line. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why would you give the greatest shooter ever a more competitive advantage? That doesn't make any sense to me. She literally won. I mean, he won by three, 29 to 26. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think she should have shot from the WMEA line. It would have been more interesting. And it was already interesting. It was fabulous. I can't wait to see it again. That was awesome. Great addition. But I ride with Kenny, and I don't think it was bad comments. And it was from an from a, a athlete perspective, we're talking about muscle memory. Muscle memory. She opened up hitting seven in a row. I know Steph was probably sitting there shitting his pants like, holy <laughs> shit, what did I get, in my, get myself into? She opened up seven in a row. Seven in a row. Muscle memory. Like, I mean, everything matters. If you're, you're talking about an inch off. Go to track and field, triple jump, high jump, long jump. They have marks. I'm going to run from my mark 80 feet out. 
and I'm gonna hit that board from 80 feet out. And you're talking about like a by a like a freaking uh, fingernail, and it's dead on. Bam. Quarterback drops three step, five step, seven. Step. So now you're talking about three, two of the greatest shooters ever, the greatest shooter ever. You're giving him advantage. I didn't like that, BC. What was your thoughts on this? Um, I don't think it's so much of an advantage. I mean, she's able to shoot from there. She hit what seven in a row. You said she's able to shoot from there. So she probably shoots so good in the WNBA because of her ability to shoot from the regular three-point line. Plus, you at the NBA All-Star game. We're not at the WNBA All-Star game. We're in the NBA All-Star game. So you're going to shoot from this line. If you want the challenge, then the challenge is you got to shoot from regular three-point. I don't think that it could have been the outcome is the same. I don't think it was an unfair advantage for, for Steph. You came out to the NBA three-point contest. You're shooting. She can shoot from there. And she showed that she has the ability to shoot from there. Her score, 26, was good enough to qualify her in the men's three-point contest. She had the same points as three or four other NBA players who had it. So she showed that she can shoot from that. So there's no reason to give her any any extra, oh, no, baby her, nothing. No, you're, you're a, a woman athlete. You're very capable. This is a, it's, not a, it's not a game. We're not playing a, a, a whole game. You can shoot. If she can shoot from the WNBA line, she can shoot from the NBA line. It, it, mm, I that, think, that, it, that, I think it's good. I, 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 I got to push back, BC. It makes no sense at all. We're talking about reps. Does she practice more at the NBA line or the WNBA line? We don't know that. We do know. She's in the WNBA. But there's no re- there's no way there's no way there she's in practice. You know, and everybody else is pulling from the WNBA like they're doing their drills and the coach say, "Okay, well, we're going to practice from the NBA line." I'm sure it happens where, you know, even after like cuz in the NBA, you see the guys pulling from, you know, uh the logo, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. You, you see him doing that, but consistently, when you see Steph Curry go through his drills, you see him at the NBA line. When you see a Sabrina and the Caitlins of the world going through their drills, they're pulling from the WNBA line, right? Like, I don't. That, that's a competitive advantage from an athlete's perspective. It's muscle memory. It's just like in golf. Like you have the <coughs> the men's tees and the W and and, and the women's tees. It doesn't mean they can't do it, mm-hmm. but they're getting more reps there. So that's why I say it's a competitive advantage because you spend almost all of your time practicing from specific spots. And if she went to those specific spots, she probably would have won. She may have blown his ass out. They might have thought he was going to have an advantage bringing it in. I mean, he can shoot from anywhere. So who's to say that he doesn't go and blow her out shooting from that? From you know, Then it, it would have been, oh, He's cheating, or you know what I mean? Because we we brought him up, we brought Steph closer to the basket. Like, why would you do that? So let me ask I you this question. Let me ask you this question. So you said, you know, it's the it's that you 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 put uh you know emphasis on NBA All Star. Yeah. And you said that's why. So she need to bring her ass back, right? But you ain't say bring her ass no, back, no, but no. you said bring her back, right? <laughs> but my question to you is this: Well, if we're going to go down that thought process, mm-hmm. then should she have shot with the NBA basketball, not a WNBA basketball? Because this, they're different. She shot with a WNBA basketball. That. Say that again. She shot with the with the WNBA I'm assume, basketball. I'm assume, I don't. I can't. I'm not 100 percent certain, but I would. I would say I would be confident to say yes. 
I would listen. I think women huh? athletes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Well, well huh? we don't know that, so if we can find that out. But I just think that if we're doing a three point contest, we're doing a three point contest. And if if all things are equal, and I think what the aim part of the aim here was to show that hey, the women are just as capable of shooting this ball as the men are from distance. And so she showed that even being able to go out there and hit those as many as she as she did. Like I said, she scored the same amount on the three-point contest from the from the same three-point <laughs> line that the men did in the three-point in the men three-point contest. So she damn near could have just went in there and just competed up against all of them. You know what I mean? So let me, let me throw why, some stats why at give you her guys. Any, any extra advantage or any special treatment? There is a difference in the ball size. It's a difference of one inch. Um, our our text troll said that she did use a WNBA ball. And just so you guys know, there's one other thing I did look up, which is on the corners of the court, the difference between the WNBA and the NBA three-point line is only a difference of three inches, but at the furthest point is one foot 7.25 inches. Mm -hmm. So it isn't like, the, like for instance, the corners, yes, it is. three big, inches big difference. for a shooter. Big difference. Listen, listen, uh, yeah, a quarterback, a quarterback, a kicker, a golfer, you you move you move you move uh, their position their form, uh, an inch a half an inch can throw off everything. You take uh, Patrick Mahomes, his like let's say he holds it right underneath his chin, and now you're saying uh, drop it down to your hip or middle of your chest. It's a huge difference. Like it's we're talking about, bro. Like we're, this is a game of inches. We've heard that before. You're like come on now. This uh, that's a big deal. That's a big I deal. I'll I don't know. I disagree because I just think you're able to shoot. They don't. Every three-point shooter is not shooting right from the three-point line. They they'll shoot maybe a couple inches back. Sometimes it's right on the line. Sometimes you know what I mean. So it's all about your shot. So if that's the case, if if that's the case, you know, let's take some. You know, you're talking about shooters, right? So mm -hmm. let's take the dudes in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Some dudes like the Dame Lillard's who we watching now. He hit two from the half court just flawless the dame lillards the steph curry's of the world right. they can shoot from there they practice that but then you have some other shooters that don't shoot from the logo right mm -hmm. they shoot from the perimeter from the three-point line right like it's it's all about it, listen just because you're a shooter is levels to shooting and it's also how you practice i i just I, I just I think it's a big deal. I I mean, I you, shit. I remember playing in high school. I remember playing in high school, and then the first time I walked into a court or an or, or, or arena that had an NBA line, and it was like, I damn, I felt comfortable shooting in high school from three. But then pulling from there, that shit felt super different. Mm -hmm. It felt super different for me. So. I know it's different levels, right? Like high school, okay, cool. But this is what Sabrina does every single day. This is what Steph does every single day. But man, I think I don't think it would be all shooters. But if we're talking about the best shooter and one of the best shooters of all time, woman, to, like yeah, her. They saying Caitlin Clark because she can also shoot from from distance. You know what I mean? So it's just certain people that can actually move it back. I, I see what you're saying that, you know, most of the time they practice from a certain distance and stuff like that. But then you have those special ones, right, that can shoot from anywhere. You know Steph's what we should have did? You know what we're going to do? I'm going to hit up Sydney Clawson and, and get her perspective. We're going to hit up some WNBA player. We're going to get their perspective. We should have did that. 
for this conversation. I didn't know we were going to get into this debate. <laughs> it was going to be what is it like? Uh, what is it like? Gridlocked or whatever? Yeah, yeah. We need yeah. somebody to break. We need this. somebody to break. Yeah, this and tell us what they. Somebody who's in there. Yeah, One of the WNBA sure. players. Let us know. Yeah, let's get. Let's. I'm, I'm gonna hit up Sydney. Uh, I just text Sydney Clausen. Maybe she joined the show tomorrow. If not her, um, Brian. Let's see if we can get another WNBA uh, uh, family member to jump on and have this discussion with us. This would be great because BC sees it one way and I see it another way. And Andrew, I mean, how do you see? Let's just, maybe maybe it's you that breaks the tie. <laughs> it's funny enough. I actually agree with BC. Ah, I do. Uh, y'all know I'm a very strong woman's empowerment believer, and I think that if she did it, she it was by choice. It wasn't like she wanted to have an unleveled com com competitive advantage or anything like that. I think that she did it because she wants to show that women could do the exact same thing that men can do. Okay. All That's right. my opinion. We still going to bring in Sydney. No, let's bring her in. Let's bring her in. I'll be excited to hear. I like it, though. <laughs> so, guys, so you know, tomorrow starts the NFL's ability, NFL team's ability to actually start tagging players, right? So... This this comes from Adam Schefter. Fuck the franchise tag. Excuse my language, but I'm going to go ahead. Finish. Uh, <laughs> but two teams are in discussions right now. Chiefs and the Bucks. Not in discussion with each other, but just putting it out that they are unlikely to franchise their top players. For the Chiefs, is Chris Jones. And for the Bucks, it's Mike Evans. So let's actually start with Chris Jones uh, because Micah Parsons has something very interesting to say this offseason um, by saying that he needs to bring back Tony Pollard, but also get a Chris Jones level impact lineman. Yeah. So let's go there. Should the Cowboys break the bank for Jones if he hits the open market? No, they shouldn't. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys are far away. Like, can you look up really quickly where the Dallas Cowboys is drafting in this 2024 NFL draft? Like, there are some dogs. Like, it's so it's not hard to go find. Defense alignment that can impact the game in a major way right away. We're seeing it. What are I they picking? It. They have five picks, but in the first is number 24. 24. They could potentially get a guy in at, at the 24th spot. Like, I don't think you go break the bank because you got you to gotta break the bank on CeeDee Lamb. You got to break the bank on Michael Parsons. You already broke the bank on Trevor Trey, Trayvon Diggs. You got to break the bank again on Dak Prescott. Yep. You got to break the bank on a few guys. You think you could find a Chris Jones in the draft? Yeah, you you don't do that. You don't. I don't think that's the problem. Like, if you can get him for the right price, yes. But I would go in the draft, maybe take a shot at the first round, second round, and third round to get you know the, the beef up over there. I think Chris Jones needs to stay his ass in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a dynasty here. This is this is how you become a dynasty. You got to make the right decision. So like, if the, the Chiefs feel like he's he's on the decline. And it's time to move on. He's too expensive for that age. You let him go. But, man, the continuity is important. Like having those guys in the locker room that have, that under, that's been there before, championship after championship, in the trenches, like you need – like that. that's worth something. You're talking about – you have an opportunity to three-peat, to be the first team to three-peat. Three-peat. You pay Chris Jones. Chris Jones don't need to go to think, be thinking about the Dallas Cowboys. For real. Dallas Cowboys shouldn't even be have a chance to talk to Chris Jones. Kansas mm -hmm. City Chiefs, we want to see a three-peat. 
my generation, I want to be sitting in the Super Bowl next year with my boys saying, sons, this is the first time that the NFL has ever seen a three-peat. What is a three-peat, daddy? They, they won the Super Bowl three times in a row, son. Z, what do you, what do you mean? Three-peat, three-peat, three-peat. What's that happening? Three-peat. Just checking. That's what I want to see. And how you do that is you keep Chris Jones. You pay the man. It's worth it. Even if, you, even if, even if you know, the last year or two years on this deal that you give him, he, he's on a decline. It's worth it. You've done something that's never been done before. And you solidify your dynasty. You keep him. Continuity is critical. You can go get a kid in there that might have more sacks than the Chris Jones. His production is higher than Chris Jones, but he don't have that championship mindset. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't know what Andy Reid is thinking or Patrick Mahomes is thinking. He doesn't know how to maneuver throughout the day to day, which is critical. Keep Chris Jones. Can I just say one thing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love my scenarios. What does Chris Jones do? You just lost a wild card game to Houston. What's Excuse the first me? thing he does? If that if that's how his season ends next year. Chris Jones? Yeah. They just lost the wild card game. They know they can't do a three-peat. What's the very next thing Chris Jones starts thinking? Nothing. He's locked in. He has a contract. They probably give him a, what, a three-year deal or something. I'm thinking more like a one- to two-year deal right now. No. How old is Chris Jones? Let's see. What year is he? And then Give me his stats. Let's go, pull up his stats as well. Let's pull up his age and let's pull up his stats. Let's go through. Let's see if he's on a decline. Uh, he might be okay. How old is he? 29. He's 29. Okay. He is... And he's they, going into his ninth year. He's going into his ninth year. Give the man a three-year deal. Give him a three-year deal. Well, how many sacks did he have last year? Remember, he what, yeah. he, he he started off late. He ain't, he ain't go to camp, right? He was hold out. So ten and a half. He had ten and a half sacks. He had ten and a half sacks. <laughs> that One of his best years. He had ten and a half sacks. What no, are we what talking are we talking about? about? <laughs> yeah. What are we talking I, I about? I just love scenarios. That's all. That's all. Pay the man. What's his name? Veach. What's his What's his name? The uh the general manager for the the Chiefs. Veach. Pay Whatever. him. Brett Veach. Brett Veach. Pay him. <laughs> I do not want Chris Jones in South Florida come July. He was in South Florida <laughs> in July. I was having dinner next to him in Carbone and then another night ZZ's. Like I'm, I didn't want to see him. I saw him too much in July. Yeah, you in didn't South want Florida. He should have been in Kansas City. <laughs> he should have been in boring ass Kansas City. That's where he needs to be this July. I do not want to see another Chris Jones uh, uh, holdout. I do not want to see him franchise tagged. I do not want to see him in another uniform. I want to be in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 55 with Z, Ziggy, and Zoe. Saying, son, we're about to witness a three-peat. What is a three-peat? Bam! You know what a three-peat is. You're too <laughs> smart. All three of them? You're at American Heritage. <laughs> I pay $100,000 a year for y'all education. Bam! Three-peat. Look it up. Google it. Do y'all not know Google? They not teach y'all that yet? <laughs> Be hit them with your own three-peat. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Yo. Jones, stay in Kansas City, bro. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, B. I love your passion, but I don't know where you' about to go with this next question, bro. Okay. Because this is a brother of the show. Okay. We got Mike Evans. Okay. Right. Top receiver, thousand yards a year. Him. Him. All right. Mm-hmm. So same scenario. You know, the, the the names are going out. So which contender? It says here Super Bowl contender, but 
who knows. Super Bowl contender needs to take Evans from the Bucks. All right. Can you do me a favor? Can you look up um his last contract, Mike Evans' last contract. Last contract? Okay. Yeah. All right. So the question is, what Super Bowl contender? Because now the NFL franchise tags, it's open today. They can start franchise tagging people, which fuck the franchise tag. Did I say that? Yes, I'm saying that. <laughs> All right. Sirius XM Faction Talk Channel 103, Brandon Marshall Hill, Andrew out west, and we got BC in the booth. My dog's having this conversation with me. This conversation has transitioned into these players that could get tagged, right? We just talked about Chris Jones. Now we're talking about Mike Evans. Mike Evans, wide receiver, 10 years in a row, over 1,000 yards. He is walking into the Hall of Fame. He may be first ballot just because of that feat there. Okay, what will he do? Where should he go? Okay, Mike Evans. See, now this is a situation It's a very unique one. Because he won the Super Bowl. Remember, Brady come, yep. leaves New England. He goes down to Tampa. In year one, he wins a Super Bowl. Okay? He has the stats. He's he's Hall of Fame solidified. Now all he can do is, is add to his Hall of Fame career. <laughs> I'm saying that because now it's about – now he could be thinking just let me secure my kids' kids' future. You understand? Because yep. as a player, that's what you want to do. Check off the box. Like, Super Bowl, check. Uh, individual accolades, check. Uh, money, check. So what was his last contract? Five years, $82.5 million. Okay, five years, $82.5 million. So he could potentially go out there and get another, what, 20, 25, maybe even more a year for a couple of years. For sure. That might be his his number one priority, right? Like, you got to think about it. Like, as you sit down in this situation as a player, you got to say, all right, uh, do I? What's, what's, what's important to me? What are my priorities? Winning, okay. Individual accolades, stats, okay. Um, payday, okay. Like, you got it. Lifestyle, living situation, okay. Those are the four things that you're looking at. So if I'm him, I'm thinking about paper and I'm thinking about stats. If I'm him. Like I'm ain't and I ain't compromising on those two. Paper and stats. I already won a Super Bowl. If I'm him, I'm thinking about how do I expand on these 10 years over a thousand yards a year? Like I want to, I want everybody to make, I want to make sure everybody know when I lead this game that I was one of the best. So where can he get that done? Obviously, he can get it done in Tampa because he's done that with multiple quarterbacks. So he Correct. can stay in Tampa. That's an option. Okay, we got that out the way. But now the question was contender. Now these contenders may have the money. Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Those are your two? Those are the two. Those are the two. And I say the Chiefs in his heart because the Chiefs don't have to make this move. They don't have to make this move. But dang, you are in an interesting place right now. Man, y'all could three-peat. Man, y'all could really dominate for the next couple years. And you got to go out there and make moves like this. The Patriots did. The Patriots went and got Randy Moss, but they got him on a little bit of a discount out of Oakland. That's when the Raiders mm -hmm. was in Oakland. But they went and got a big-name wide receiver. And look what he did. Had like 19 touchdowns in one year. Freaking almost broke all these records. Unbelievable addition. So what are the, the Chiefs going to do? Are you going to go into the draft to go get that pass catcher that you need? 
Travis Kelsey's getting a little older, but he's still is efficient and still a dog. But you need that guy. Are you going to go in the draft or are you going to go get someone like Mike Evans? So I want to throw two two suggestions out there. One being from Brian, our text troll. After T. Higgins leaves Cincy, Evans goes to Cincy. My suggestion would be Detroit. Any thoughts on that? Uh, money. No, Detroit's about to pay, uh, you know, their, their boy Brown. Amon St. Brown. Did I Amon, say that right? Yeah. yeah. Amon Ra St. Brown. Amon St. Amon Ra. Amon Ra St. Brown. Sorry. Sorry, youngin. Amon Ra St. Brown. I be ch- I chopped up my teammates' names, bro. All right. Don't, 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 forgive me. It's how it goes. What's your name, buddy? I scored last year, OG. I mean, I scored last week, OG. B, like, oh, I don't know, bro. What's your name? Yeah. I know your number. <laughs> what about Cincy then? I don't like it. I don't like it. Stay in Tampa with Baker Baker Mayfield. Y'all got a nice connection. You're in a weak division. Let's see what y'all can do. Todd Bowles leading the way. But man, the Chiefs. I'm, I, like, I, like I like the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. The Chiefs would be dope. I like the Chiefs. The Chiefs would be dope. They don't need to get complacent. They need to just go out there, like you said. Stack them up. Go get them boys. Especially Mike Evans. He's a vet. Mm-hmm. You go out there and. You line him up out there, and then you got Kelsey. Now you got, oh, man, nah. I Mahomes, like the Bills. Mahomes is going to be crazy. Nah, I don't like the Bills. I, why why do you don't like the Bills? I like the Bills. You don't know what's going on. Stephon Diggs is probably out of there. Yeah. That's a spot. They'll, they, so so now, look, think about it. So what did I say? The top two things. There's four things you, he should be thinking about. Winning, payday, individual statistics, and livelihood. Like lifestyle, like living arrangement. I think he needs to prioritize uh, statistics and payday. Him. So he'll get paid in Buffalo and he'll probably eat. See, he might go over 1,500 yards with Josh Allen. Yeah. Or, or, Josh likes to throw it deep. He liked to uh, uh, go deep. Pause. <laughs> hey, so I, I, I want to get uh, uh, some wide receiver insight real quick. He has a ring. He has nothing left to prove. Ten seasons in a row, 1,000 yards. But he's still four seasons behind getting the record from Jerry. And as a wide receiver, how important is that record to him? Say that one more time. So Mike Evans is fully accomplished. He got yep. a chip. You say he's literally walking in the Hall of Fame. Ten seasons in a row, 1,000 yards. But he's still four seasons behind Jerry Rice's 14, 14 seasons of 1,000 yards each season. How, how, how important is that to him? Well, we had him on the show. We had him on the show, and maybe we run that clip later or tomorrow. Okay. You know, we can run that clip of him talking about it. It's one of those things, man, four years is a, is a long time, bro. Mm-hmm. I, only play, I only played 13 years, and not mm-hmm. all 13 was at a high level. Yeah. My first year in the league wasn't at a high level, and my last two years in the league wasn't at a high level. So you, you're you're talking about something that is hard to do, mm-hmm. and I'm one of the few guys that's been uh, blessed enough to play 13 years. So I think you know once you get to 12, then it's like oh this is this is close. Like you you, you see it, yeah. it's there, yeah. You feel it, you shoot for it. 
But it ain't like you're not disappointed if you don't get it because you understand, bam, playing 14 years is a goal for most people. Yeah. And, and then you're asking him to play high level for 14 years? So I, I think I think for him, it's just head down. He's that type of guy. Look, I definitely want my 1,000 yards, but I can only control what I can control. And he, I think he talked about that. And I believe him because some guys say the right things, but deep down they're like, no, I want that 14 years in a row. I want to pass Jerry Rice. For him, I really think that's why he's so successful is that he has his head down and whatever happens, happens. He controls what he can control, mm -hmm. right? If, but it, but as a competitor, you you feel it. You feel the space. You understand what's going on. Okay, Jerry Rice is right there. I'm about to pass this guy. Like, you understand those things. You understand those things. We'll see, man. We'll see. I got you. Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets. The master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. B B BC, Yo. have you ever sold a house? Yeah. B, B you sold a house before, right? I, I, yeah, I sold, I sold a couple houses. I didn't win on all of them, too. Like, damn. Shit, hey. I'm, I bought a four million dollar crib. I am, we don't talk about it later. I'm still no, no, no. <laughs> well, the reason I bring it up is because I want to know, as 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 a former NFL athlete, what does it mean to your team if you sell your house? Sell your house? Does it mean anything? As a former athlete, what does it mean when you sell like your in house? The, in, and you still on the team and everything? Does it mean anything? Oh, it's over with. <laughs> yeah, Jake Cutler, 2009, uh, whatever, uh, 10, Josh McDaniels comes in. Josh McDaniels comes in, and he wants to trade for Matt Castle. Jake Cutler gets wind of it. The very next day, we're in the locker room. All we hear is, Jay just put his house on the market. Ryan Clady mm. sitting next to me. Eddie Royal sitting next to me. Brandon Stokely sitting next to me. Like, what? He put his What? What what does this mean? We're young at the time. Mm -hmm. Brandon Stokely, Brandon Stokely looks around and said, guys, that means it's out. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to move so, on. <laughs> what does it mean? Why what's, what's what's happening? Well, apparently in Denver, Russ put his house up for herself, his mansion. This just came out? This just came out. And, you know, we know what happened this past season with Russ and, and Sean Payton, that is, Coach Payton, um, and just the whole Denver experience. So, like, being that you're so close with him, right, you're close with Russ, what do you think he wants the most out of this next offseason? Or this current offseason, I should say. Listen, I know what Russ wants, and I'm not going to divulge everything. You know, you want to protect your, you know, your, your brother's relationships, and there's some things that I just can't disclose. But what I can tell you is Russ wants to win. Russ wants to be go down as legendary. He still has his, his hopes and his thoughts, his desires there. 
right? Like, you know, you look at his first 10 years. We talk about Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not even comparing him to Patrick Mahomes, but his start. Look at Russ's start through 10 years. Compare Mm -hmm. him to the greats. And so Russ knows he's in a position right now where the narrative is not where he wants it to be. And so the only way for him to change that is to go into a situation where he can win and he can win at a high level. And we're not talking about just making it to playoffs. Russ is thinking about, I want to win a Super Bowl. I want to win multiple Super Bowls. I want to play another five, six, seven years. That's where his mind's at. And you got to look at the situation, right? Like there's things coming out around uh, Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator for the New York Jets, and this this stuff is coming out. Is like it's not great stuff, right? If he wasn't – long story short, if it wasn't Aaron Rodgers' guy, he probably would have been fired midseason. Facts. Okay? That was the head coach, Russ's head coach in Denver. So think about that. Like, that matters, right? Like, yes, we can go out there, we can talk about Russ all we want, and a lot of people have done it. I am here, and I'm always going to be here to take the – not take the player's side, because sometimes you got to tell a player you're fucking wrong. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to tell a player mm-hmm. you, it's time to hang them up, Right? But we do so much of of that on ESPN, on FS1, and we're not telling the whole story. And sometimes the story is the coach sucked. The coach couldn't get it done. The general manager didn't put the right pieces around, right? That's the story sometimes. And so I think you got to uh, account for that. His first year in Denver, you had Nathaniel Hackett, and he wasn't good. This is a a guy that is – Supposed to be a really good offensive coordinator, but he probably would have been fired if he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Friends with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> there you go. And so then you go through the next the next year, right? Like the defense and the fumbles and all these other things. I mean, the guy almost threw he threw he had almost thirty touchdowns, eight interceptions, right? But having a great argument, year, don't you think that he should have had a better year with Sean Payton? Yeah, you could say that, but now we got to talk fit. Yeah. Like I I don't I I I didn't. See, I always think that a coach would adjust to the players that he has. Like that's the we've seen this so many times Say when we're again. trying to a coach would adjust to the players that he has. Not the other way around. No, you can't. The player is the player. Like you, you can't make Jaw Morant into Steph Curry. I you see can't what you're make saying. Steph Curry saying. into mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, uh, Ray Allen. Yeah. Different guys. So you conform to their skill sets. Right. Like, no, mm-hmm. this player is talent. That's the talent. That's the fucking talent. Wow. We've never seen this before. It's magical. Mm-hmm. W- w- let's put that player in position. How do, we, how do we get everything out of this magic? Right? So you would think that, but we've seen it so many times where we try to get guys, we try to force guys into different philosophies and different concepts and Nine times out of ten, it doesn't work. Or even if it doesn't work, you're not getting all that you can get out of that guy, right? Mm -hmm. So when you think about Sean Payton, like I don't see Russ in that type of offense. And and listen, Russ and I haven't had this type of conversation, but hopefully Russ didn't see himself as a one, two, three, let the ball go. One, two, three, four, five, let me let the ball go. Boom, boom, boom. It's robotic. It's robotic. I was in that offense. I was in that offense. I think Russ needs to be more in that type of Shanahan-type offense, Gary Kubiak-type offense, St- Stefanski-type offense. 
that's the type of offense I think Russ needs to be in. I think he needs to run more uh, tempo offense, more no huddle offense. You got to let him go. You have a you have a strong run game defense. That's we've seen that model already work in Seattle, so we know that's a blueprint that works for him. But also for him, just as an offensive guy, like Russ is really good when you just give him the ball, you just let him go. That's where the whole let me cook thing came yeah, in. Yeah, that's where that's the where that came in in Seattle, and where it went wrong is. It was the year before his last year in Seattle. He was actually leading the MVP race. And then he, for three games, he threw a couple interceptions, two interceptions, three interceptions, three interceptions. And that's when Pete Carroll brought it back, right? He said, okay, no, nah, we can't let you cook no more, right? <laughs> but, man, this kid is really good when you just let give him the ball and you let him go. You let him go. So I would like to see him in an offense like that. I would like to see him in an offense where he has a strong running game. That's what I like to see. And just let him go and see what happens. So let's let's stay in Denver then. You're Sean Payton. You need a QB. Who's your QB that's going to make you a playoff contender? You have names like Cousins. You have names like Fields out there. Like who, what type, basically who is his next Drew Brees? I got to be honest here. And I like Sean Payton. He's my type of guy. You know, Bill Parcells brought me down to the Miami Dolphins. My type of guy was his type of guy. You know, they like, listen, they're going to tell it how it is. They're tough. And if you're their guy, you're their guy. They take care of you. You're not the hell with you. That's how they operate. But I got to be honest. Drew Brees ain't walking back in that door. Just like yep. I talk about Aaron Rodgers and how Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, they underperformed. They, they, that, that was a waste. 16 years in Green Bay and you got one Super Bowl out of Aaron Rodgers. What are we doing? <laughs> and it's the same thing with Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints. One? Like, yeah. come one? That was crazy. One? And then it, it's the same story. Like, think about it. Pre, uh, uh, regular season, 11 wins, 12 wins, 11 wins, 10 wins. You get in. And then what happens? Nothing. So unless he out, has like out. Joe Burrow, unless he has a, uh, you know, a quarterback like that, a C.J. Stroud, I don't see it happening for him. I'm going to be honest. Justin Fields, doesn't matter. Caleb Williams doesn't matter. And they're not in a perfect position to get either. Like any of these guys. No, you I mean you're right about that. But um let's 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 do this. So guys. so 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 basically what I'm saying, because I want to be honest here, sorry. No, do you think? Do you think? I don't think Sean Payton's going to get it done in Denver. I don't. At all. At all. I don't think he's going to get it done. I don't think he's going to get it done. I think in, in about two years, there's going to be a change in Denver. That's what I believe. I want to disagree because I feel like Denver invests in their team, but I just looked up his Super Bowl. It wasn't since 2009, so that's even older than Aaron Rodgers. He's Rogers. not changing his <laughs> offense. He's not going yeah. to adjust. He's not going to adjust. 
if I'm being honest, you know the best thing that can happen for Peyton Manning at the quarterback. I mean, for uh, Sean Coach Payton. Sean Payton at the quarterback position, then we could potentially talk. And this is going to sound really crazy. You go get Teddy Bridgewater. That's that's what you do. Now Teddy just took the head coaching job at his school, his high school school, his alma mater down here in South Florida. You better go convince him because his offense. Like, how he operates. I was there, bro, like, from the meeting room to the practice to the walkthroughs. It's like it's really it's, – it's different. You got to have a guy that you're connected with. Justin Fields. Like, how do you get Justin Fields there? How do you get one of these younger quarterbacks there? Like, Kirk Cousins maybe got that type of, like, over-analytical, you know, process. Like, they're all process-driven. You got to think about Drew Brees. Like, like coach, ah, I just, it was an inch off. This is how coach in practice. <laughs> it's like, bro, you got to get the right guy. Teddy, the reason why I say Teddy Bridgewater, and I, I know that people are gonna look at me like, damn, what is Brandon talking about? Bro, Teddy Bridgewater went six and zero. Drew Brees go down. I think he went six and zero or six and one when he took over there. Familiarity. Who was the? The backup quarterback for uh, Taysom, Taysom Hill? No, 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 the Cowboys. Oh, I don't he know. He had a similar record for like Rush or something? Yeah, Cooper Rush. Cooper, Cooper Rush. Rush. Haven't heard his I name. I know since. a little football. I know a little football. But 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 listen, I, I would I would convince Teddy Bridgewater to come out of retirement. I would go get him, sign him up, and then I would, you know, take it, figure out who gonna be that guy, that long term guy. That's the only way I see this working with Coach Payton in Denver. I just don't see it. I don't see it. I believe you. I believe you. By the way, shout out to Northwest. Um, that's his, Teddy Bridgewater's high school as a guy who went to Miami, New Orleans. There's a lot of football games that went back and forth. Did you guys know today's was President's Day? If you didn't look at your calendar? <laughs> this is a big <laughs> holiday. This is a big deal it's for a America. Big holiday. <laughs> but I'm going to be honest with you. Last night I was driving back from the airport, 11 at night, and the driver's like, yes, uh, tomorrow's a holiday, because we were talking about another flight out today. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, it shouldn't be too busy because of the holiday. So I didn't really know. I was like, oh, what's the holiday? Yeah. He said President's Day. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> cool holiday, bro. People only, I think people <laughs> but only know that. Cause Brandon, the like, reason why we're bringing it. Oh, sorry, BC, were you saying something? No, nah, no, nah, I think people only know that because they get off work or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? Nobody really be tracking president's day but nah <laughs> but the reason i bring it up is because we all know the mount rushmore b I'm, I'm i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest with you there's only enough space for four heads on your mount rushmore mm. not, not not like oh we're gonna build one off on the side it's gonna be a little smaller four right so we're gonna start with the nfl we want to know who are the four players on brandon's all-time football mount rushmore mm. All time. All right. You only got so much rock. This is difficult. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying, I'm trying to like. Four. Four. I got you. All right, watch. Watch what I do. I'm going to be very concise. Is concise a word? Precise? Concise? Strategical. Strategical. (laughs) (laughs) He's very strategical. (laughs) Shannon said that earlier. Um, Mount Rushmore. So when when we say Mount Rushmore, we're talking about the best the best and this is very difficult we're talking about the nfl every year 
there's 1,500 to 1,700 players that participate in this amazing game. And it's been here for what? Over 100 years? I'll double check the stats on it. No. Um, well, the Super Bowl era is 54, so I said over 100 years. <laughs> How, I need to know the history. Well, they started in Canton, Ohio in 1920, but the Super Bowl didn't okay. come along to the 60s. All right, cool. So I was, was, I was you, close. You was close. close. Yeah, I'm trying to tell the story, get people drawn in, draw in, draw in. <laughs> Walk with me along this journey as I get to my Mount Rushmore. They started football in Canton, Ohio in 1920. The Super Bowl era started in the 60s. We just celebrated and participated in Super Bowl 54. Patrick Mahomes does it again. Puts himself in position to be the GOAT. Puts himself in position to do something that's never been done before, and that's win three in a row. Shut up, Z and Ziggy. Don't ask me what a three-peat is. I pay $100,000 a year for education. Put it together. Super Bowl 54. All these amazing players have come and gone. We're talking about Reggie White. Oh, love some Reggie White. Dick Buckus. The worst name Joe Montana. Yeah. <laughs> the worst name. The Ray Lewis's of the world. The LT's of the world. Be quiet. Be quiet. I'm on my, what is this called? A monologue? Yeah, of, your diet tribe. Yes. Diet what? <laughs> quiet in the studio. You monologue. I'm sorry. BC got me. Ray Lewis, Peyton Manning. How the hell are they going to ask me for four? Four. So you know what I did? Well, you know what I did? I sat down. I said, Brandon, be specific. Be intentional. You can do this. Tom Brady. Of course, Tom Brady is an easy one, right? I'm going to start with the easiest yeah, of let's all. start with the GOAT. Seven-time Super Bowl champion. We may never see this again. Ever. 20 how many years? Tom Brady. 20-something. Seven-time Super Bowl champion. Mm -hmm. Put him on the Mount Rushmore. Give him the biggest and the best space. The second. We may not ever see this again before. Ever. He owns all of the major categories statistically in the receiving vertical, and that is Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. I know for some out there, they say, well, Randy Moss is my GOAT, this person. Jerry Rice, 19 years, owns almost every single major category at the wide receiver position. You deserve a spot on Mount Rushmore. Yep. Please don't push back on me. This is one that's going to create some debate. And we've seen people do this and maybe even do it, be more productive. But no one's done it with this type of flair and this type of style. We're talking about the best, considered the best at the position. Take the numbers out of it. No, it's not Walter Payton. No, it's not Jim Brown. The third position on my Mount Rushmore is Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, come on, man. Let's come on. What are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah, you might have done it, 
But not like this. Not like that. Not like <laughs> this, boy. <laughs> what? What? You kidding me? Yeah. And last but not least, certainly not least, because this young man here, new era, new era, this young man right here, the best start to an NFL career ever. If this man can stay healthy, if those great people in Kansas City can do their job and surround him with the right players and potentially coaches because this coach is about to turn 70 in a couple years old ass. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He could potentially be the only person to catch Tom Brady. And that is, folks, Patrick Mahomes. And that is, folks, my Mount Rushmore. Tom Brady, seven-time Super Bowl champ. It's never been done before. The second person that's closest to him has four. Has four. Jerry Rice. Do we need to debate it? (laughs) Jerry Rice. The man that said, I never took a vacation until I retired, which is a lie. But I like the story, Jerry. Barry Sanders. Where he go? Where he go? (laughs) What was that? MVP, Heisman Trophy, all the way to an MVP. That was the sounds he was talking about. Hall of Famer. And last, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I know. Well, Brandon, what about LT? Well, Brandon Deion Sanders, Ray Lewis, da 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 da. Hey, folks, if you create your own show, do your own Mount Rushmore, that's my Mount Rushmore. See you later. I got a little pushback. And oh, only, my goodness. Only, it got to be it's, you. It's only because I thought you were going somewhere else with your last pick. Where you thought I was going? Well, because look at the team. You, you got a great quarterback. You had a great receiver. You had a great running back. So I was like, oh, he's building a team. Uh-huh. And then when you said new era, it, you killed me when you said Chiefs. Because then I was like, he's not going to say Chris Jones. Aaron Donald. Oh, listen. I thought you I were wanted to say what Aaron I Donald. wanted to do, but it wasn't it wouldn't have been right. Like my hero when it comes to football is Barry Sanders. And you just turn on the film, you gotta see it. You put Barry Sanders with the Dallas Cowboys, man. Ooh, my lights. What, what, hmm? Game over. Yo. Don't even show up. Don't even show up. Um I was going to do a Tom Brady and a Jerry Rice old school. And then I was going to do new school. My new school era would have been Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Donald. But y'all only said four. four. Which I commend you on for giving us only four. I appreciate that. There you go. <laughs> so there, those are my four. And I stand on that. We standing on Benny. And what everybody's saying right now, we standing on Benny. <sighs> standing on business about to ruin our community. Clip but, uh, that. <laughs> Clip that, Jazz. Clip that, Shelly. Clip that, Omari. Clip that. Man, and then hey. let's create a let's create a poll. Yes, I was just about to say that. Or let's, let's create, create a graphic for everybody else to repost theirs. We're going to do that. Can we get the opinion of the people on this Mount Rushmore, please? While we're in this mood, let's go to basketball, Mount Rushmore. Let's, let's just go do right, it. Let's go right there. Let's go right there. Can we do that? Yeah, let's do it. Let Same question see. applies. All-time NBA Mount Rushmore. We going to do it? Let me see. Where, we, where are we supposed to go? We're supposed to go to... Oh, some culture talk. Ooh, Donald Trump. We talking Donald Trump on paper route? No, we tease. It's called a tease. A little tease. Oh, okay, a little okay. tease. Just whisper it. Donald Trump. Whisper it. And then we talking some young thugs attorney. What the hell happened? This is the longest case ever. All right, BC, get us teed up there. Okay. Now we go to Mount Rushmore. All-time NBA. This is Brandon Marshall on Faction Talk. Series XM, channel 103. Mount Rushmore 
of the NFL, the best of the best, the best to ever graze or grace low-cut green grass in America. St. Augustine grass? Nope. Kentucky blue. Kentucky blue. Mm, <laughs> I've been looking at a lot of grass lately. <laughs> Why? I'll, I'll tell y'all off here. <laughs> looking at a lot of grass lately. A lot of grass. What kind of grass? Yard. You look like a Yard smoker. Grass. Oh, yeah. Your boy already a chief. How many more minutes I'm, I'm, do we have chief. left in this I'm show? Chief. We got a little over 25. 25 minutes. NBA Mount Rushmore. Oh, you got B. You promised to keep it to four again, B? I'm going to keep it to four, but I also want to hear uh, BC's as well. So, BC, as I go through mine, make sure you get yours down, okay? Okay. All right. Should I start with – I I go. I guess I'll go in the, in the same order, right? Like Tom Brady was a no-brainer. Okay. In the NBA, who's a no-brainer? Who's a no-brainer, Bianca? Y'all can't hear her mic, but who's a no-brainer? Yes. Michael Jordan. You see Bianca. She plays lacrosse and she's from Puerto Rico. <laughs> she plays lacrosse. She's from Default Puerto Rico. Default answer. Right. And she listens to rock and roll music. Like what? I mean, some of these damn I can ask uh, my concert, two-year-old niece. What was the last, the last uh, concert you went to or oh, live show? Young Fest, punk rock festival. What was it called? When what was some? Get, when We Were Young Fest. What the hell is that? So I'm saying that because what does she know about the NBA? <laughs> And the first thing off her tongue is Michael Jordan. She puts Michael Jordan on the Mount Rushmore of the NBA, the best of the best. Is there a debate there? He is. Yes. He was, I should say. 6-0 in the finals. There's no debate there. None at all. But I'm going to start a debate here. There's going to be a lot of people say, Brandon don't know what he's talking about in, the baske- in basketball. What does he know? He played in the NFL. Number two, it can be a debate, but it's not really. LeBron James, all-time leader in every major category, statistical category. LeBron James. I'm sorry, folks. He's done it at a high level. He's LeBron 39. James. He's 39, still sto- scoring 39 points when he wants to. Mm-hmm. Didn't he just score 61 this year or something crazy? No. I'm 39 doing, doing 39. What he had? Oh, he just dropped 45, 45 pieces. It was just a little, yeah, like little 40 or something. Oh, nothing too crazy? Yeah, nothing too crazy. Nothing but it's not crazy. But I'm not crazy for putting him on a Mount Rushmore, am I, B.C.? Oh my seed! Oh, I wait, I wait, God, I wait for his. Come on! I seen the look in his eyes. He looked like he wanted to push back, but you gotta wait your turn now. I tried to tee you up to support me, but you did not want to support me. So we have MJ all the way from our Puerto Rican lacrosse player. She plays on the Puerto Rican national team, <laughs> Bianca. She says, put MJ there first, and then I come back around and say LeBron James. So you got MJ, 6-0 in the NBA Finals. That's unheard of. And then you have LeBron James, all-time leader in every major category, and he's still going. The third is going to be huge debate. But we've never seen this before. We didn't see this type of player before he got into the NBA, and we ain't seen this player since. Since the most dominant player in the NBA ever, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq. Yes. Shaq. Let's go. Shaq, well, the big, he's not even the best big. Man, ain't nobody played the game like Shaquille O'Neal. Stop it. I saw what uh, Mad Dog said about Shaq talking about, well, the, why would the Magic why would the Magic retire his jersey? Because they just retired his yeah, jersey. Yeah, 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 you yeah. feel me? And, 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 and so this is his third team retiring his jersey. This is the third team retiring his jersey. Okay, so that's even legendary in itself. He's like, wow, were they? They didn't win anything in in in, in Orlando, and he left to go to the Lakers and left them in tra- in, in a terrible position. No, 
I was there in Orlando, living on Orlando he when pitched. he was playing in Orlando when Anthony Hardaway and and Dennis Scott and Nick Anderson and Horace Grant, Shaquille O'Neal is him. It's him. And he deserves a huge yeah. spot on Mount Rushmore. And then my last, not least, there's never been in any sport. I mean, maybe Tiger. Maybe maybe Serena Williams is close to his level from a mindset standpoint, from a competitor standpoint. You've never seen a competitor like this in the NBA, ever. And you may never will. Let me tell you this story about this guy that's going on Mount Rushmore. One day, he had an okay game. It wasn't a bad game. It was probably a great game for 95% of everybody in the NBA. I know who this is. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. He has a late game. Missed a shot or two. Didn't like what he didn't like the results. Okay, Andrew. You know what he did? He stayed. Everybody's gone. The lights are out. The lights are out. It's midnight. The security guards turn, like comes out and say, like, "Who is this? I hear a ball. Boom. The bloom. The bloom. The bloom." It's Kobe Bean Bryant. You was he was Kobe Bean Bryant. The he was right. there. Like nobody is what he is. They say he's the closest thing to MJ. So if he's the closest thing to MJ, and MJ is the goat, why wouldn't he be on Mount Rushmore? That I ain't gonna lie. I respect your Mount Rushmore. Bro. What? That might be <laughs> yeah. the greatest Mount Rushmore ever because it's the realest. It's yeah. the realest. Yeah. It's the realest. I'm so glad you have Shaq on that Mount Rushmore, bro. Because I think people have been disrespecting him. Him. And what he did in the early half of his career, bro. Man, Shaq is... But you got to think, we've never seen anybody that dominant before. Closest, not dominance, but like we had a lot of hope for Dwight, right? We had a lot of hope for Dwight. Dwight He was like the fit Shaq. Why is Dwight... Let's move on. You putting Dwight... You messing up the whole conversation by putting Dwight. Dwight's in Taiwan right now. He's in Taiwan. He's trying to start his own team. He's in Taiwan. He's in Taiwan. He's trying to start his own team. BC, any pushback... On my Mount Rushmore because nah, your Mount Rushmore is solid. It's solid. <clears throat> you think I'm a catch? Would, would you change anybody? Um. Well, let's yeah. Let's, I would. Uh, let's hear yours. That let's, that's gonna be the change. I mean, Michael, obviously. Shaq. Hold on. Are you giving us your list, or are you saying what you? No, no, no. I'm, gonna, I'm giving you my mine as well. Okay. Um, you got Will Julius. Yeah, I mean Will. Like, come on, don't miss. Nah, Magic got to go on there. Magic. Magic. Yeah, Magic got to go on there. So I, I'm going to do MJ, Magic. Ooh. Yeah. Give us some, some background, I'm a, like how B was doing. <clears throat> I mean, MJ's obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to do that one. Magic Johnson is like, you know, when he came in, the things that he was, I mean, he's Magic. The, what he was doing with that ball. Buttery and smooth. How, yeah, and just his game at the time, showtime. Like, nah, Magic Johnson greatest point guard um being a big because he he was big enough to be a forward and actually was <laughs> being a point guard out here just flinging mm-hmm. the ball around that's where the lbj comparisons come from then i would go for my big man damn yeah you got wilt and all these guys but i would go with shaq too i would go with shaq too and then pff, kobe okay so only one person you just didn't include lebron yeah, this didn't include LeBron, and that sounds crazy because LeBron, no matter <laughs> whatever, is like, yeah, the greatest. Like, he's 
not the greatest, but he's right there with the greatest. You know what I mean? I feel you. So I feel it's, you. Like, it's hard to take him off, but it's hard to discount what Magic was to the game. Michael, Kobe, and then just everything that B said about Shaq, man, just most dominant big man ever. Like, you're not going to show me. Yeah, he couldn't shoot the ball. You could argue Olajuwon. You could argue, mm-hmm. um, you know, Wilt. Um, but, yeah, no. For the center position, Shaq. Absolutely. All day, all day long. Domination. I, my only pushback on, 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 like, like, please don't come for me, guys. My only pushback on Kobe is that he's so much like MJ. Then you already have LeBron there. It's like you're having too many guards. And granted, this is another guard, but his game is so different, which I would probably give consideration to exchanging Kobe for Allen. Probably. Kobe for Allen what? Iverson. You know what? And what he you, brought to the game. You know what's crazy is that's crazy. I mean, I know it is. So, so it's crazy. I know it but, is. I mean, AI but, crossed my mind, but that's exactly what I was going to say, BC. But, you know, that's, I don't think that you can't really kind of put him on the Rushmore. He never actually won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you but know, what he did, things. bro, he went against Shaq in the finals. Yeah. And he was like six. No, we, we know. You yeah. know, go ahead, tell it. You get what I'm saying? He crossed up MJ. That's right. He created style and swag before the game. Mm-hmm. Facts. Like, it's just a lot of stuff to just not even mention him is what I, I'm saying. I know. And that's it's crazy. It's, it, well, it's crazy because, like, you should have the thought that BC and I had because I had the same thought. But then you say, okay, no, I'm going to go the other way. Because there's, you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. so many people that we've also missed. Mm-hmm. But it crossed my mind, too. Literally just sitting here listening to BC and I'm like, yo, I could see – an Allen Iverson, a, 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 a argument for Allen Iverson, but it'll be a hard argument. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when I think about, like, the best of the best, I'm thinking about guys that change the position or change the game. game. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely on that top influential Mount Rushmore. For sure. We're just talking about <laughs> influencing yeah, yeah, the yeah, game. Yeah. Like, he's there. <laughs> like, yeah, Allen Iverson, you there. He fought for all this right now. What's going on? All this walkway, everybody wearing the swag and all that. Like he he ushered all of that in. But if we just talking about on the court and winners and stuff like that, then he barely misses it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if we had to go with a small guy, it would probably be Steph ahead of AI. Just if we're mm, using, yeah, I see. You know, if we're just going off those metrics. The the last thing I want to add to this, and I think this is just. What, what what do you call it when you're just being respectful to your el- your elders? Um, De- like you you deference you it's like deference is like I don't know. Yeah, well Respect. let's say deference, right? So Shaq himself said that he was actually the fourth best center behind Kareem, Wilt, Russell, and then it would be Shaq. So like Kareem, Wilt, Wilt Russell. and Russell. Do you believe that, or do you think he's just being <clears throat> kind to his? I yeah. think that – go ahead, BC. Yeah, no, no, no. I, was gonna, I think he's being respectful. I think he's just being respectful okay. as, you know, uh, having the OGs and just be, having that respect for the guys who paved the way for him. He's come – Shaq comes from a different era. But in his mind, he thinks that he's the best center. Like, he knows that, that if he was playing in those eras with his size, they wouldn't even have been able to fuck with him. Bro, it would have been nasty work. You know what I'm saying? It would have been such nasty work. Kareem? Nah, Kareem was... T- you know what? 
Kareem, Kareem wouldn't even have 100 pounds on Kareem him. Kareem has like an argument, though, man. That hook, unblockable, unbeatable. Like, that Kareem is has a, he Kareem has a valid argument of being on that Mount Rushmore for sure. Like, it almost comes down to who scores, like who misses the most, right? Because Kareem would have the untouchable, and Shaq would just dominate him if he just wanted to dunk every single time in the right. hole. So it's like it just really comes down to like who's going to lose the ball right. the most or whatever. Right. But, guys, as you all know, I Am Athlete is partnering with Mobile One for our Behind the, seri- behind the Drive series, and our latest guest is one of the elite receivers in the NFL, and, he's a, and he is about to be paid like one. Here's a little taste of our conversation with T. Higgins. How long is this one? You know, behind my drive on game day, you know, for me, it's wake up in the morning at the team hotel, you know, drive back home. Um, You know, sometimes I, you know, go back to sleep, take a nap. I have a routine on game day, what I do, you know, I wake up. I just like to relax and not really communicate with a lot of people that that I don't have to, you know what I'm saying? Going to the stadium, like, for the game, I'm pumping that music. Like, I'm putting, I'm getting in that mode, you know what I'm saying? That one type music just puts you in that, that zone, you know what I'm saying? And I wasn't able to do that, so... Me thinking like the whole time, like, man, I don't know if I'm being in the zone when I get to the stadium, this and that. And sure enough, that's what happened to go off. And then one of the guys left their phone in the car, so I had to stop what I was doing then, uh, and come back out, you know, obviously get that situated. But yeah, it just threw everything off. That was you? Was that your phone? That was Ingram. Damn, Ingram. <laughs> <laughs> so, <dude. laughs> so, sure. <laughs> Sometimes I listen to Lil Baby, Skilla Baby, uh, YTB Fat, guys in that in that area. Their music is like, it's, it's kind of like, most of their music is like up-tempo, and, you know what I'm saying, get you by your head like this. So you, and you know, when you start doing this, you know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? I, this is exact route I go, so I'm going to turn it right here, like, yeah, uh-oh. I'm singing, I'm listening to my music, feel good, bro. You know what I'm saying? And by the time I get to the stadium, I get out looking good, feeling good, get the pictures right, get in there, get dressed. Then I go do my little routine like before I can do tennis balls, before even everybody even go out. So it's crazy though, because you know a lot of guys listen to music while they warming up. I don't have earphones, in. I just listen to the outside noise. I don't know why I'm like that, but like, Music distracts me when I'm warming up. And I'm cool with listening to the sounds around, like, outside. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm outside, and for some reason, I get in that mode, like, I don't hear nothing, but I hear it. Like, all I hear is the nature. You know what I'm saying? I don't hear no fans, nothing. Fans saying, T, T, like, but it's like, I don't even hear them. You know what I'm saying? And it's, I don't know, I just I, I just lock in. And that's, that's how I am on the field, like, during the game. Like, guys be talking trash in one out the other. Like, I'm not worried about y'all. I'm worried about what I'm doing on the field. The fan base here, man, it feel like, like, on, on home games, bro, it feel like college, bro. It feel like a college game day, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, I'm going to miss that, you know. But I feel like, you know, this is my first home in the league. I'm not going to lie, bro, it's crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, this could be my last time, you know, putting in my code, you know, uh, pulling up to the stadium, turning in this iPad, man, it's just... 
It's crazy. Think about it, honestly, because, you know, obviously when you get drafted somewhere as a rookie, you think you're going to be there your whole career. I mean, that's, that's just how it is. Like, you, think, that's the, you think that's where you're going to be at. But, man, now, now this time has come that I, I don't know where my next stop is or if I'll be here. It's, it's crazy, bro. Like, I don't even know what to think. You know what I'm saying? Like, this could be really the last time I walk in here. Man, guys, such a great and emotional story there. So make sure you catch, make sure if you want to watch the full uh, video, not just hear it, to go onto the I Am Athlete YouTube page and catch more of our Mobile One Behind the Drive series. Oh, actually, B, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. What is your impressions of T? Because you actually t told teased this for a couple weeks leading up. Yeah. Yeah, so love, let us know a little bit more. Love T. You know, there's a few people. I mean, as a, this is a person, his story is his story, but it's not a unique story. We're talking about a guy, like, in the first installment of this, asked him, you know, a little bit about, like, some of his tough times growing up. And he was like, man, his mom living in a halfway house, um, going to visit. She asking if he was hungry. He said yes. She pulled out a bag of ramen noodles. They opened them up, and he asked mom, where are you going to cook them at? And she said, now we're going to eat them dry. Right? And so, like, you know, definitely come from the bottom, but he's an amazing person, bro. Amazing person. And he also has game. He has game. And he's not even in his prime yet, and he's been in the league for a minute. He's about to enter his prime. And so – this is a guy that I admire and I respect, and I can't wait to see, you know, what life brings him over these next couple years. That's why I'm saying, that's why I say, like, fuck the franchise tag. Like, when you know these people and you get to know these these people, right, like, you want them to win. And a franchise mm -hmm. tag is not winning. I know some people, well, it's millions of dollars and this and that. And it's like, we no, this is an NFL player. This is Their business is different, Right. Their business is different. You can't ask them to take, you know, I, I don't even want to compare them to corporate America or, you know, the average working class citizen. It's just not the same. Sorry, yeah. it's not the same. And he puts his life on the line, which we've seen that with DeMar Hamlin and other athlete, other football players. And he deserves the security and stability um, that, 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 that he deserves. He deserves it. So. Agreed, brother. I feel like he's just like the epitome of perseverance. Um, but as we move forward, guys, uh, BC, so you actually have something for us. Yeah, yeah. What's that? I wanted to – no, I was going to ask you. So did y'all hear about the crazy story this weekend? A few days ago, the YSL attorney, Nicole Feagan, got arrested on gang charges. <laughs> I actually did. I actually so did. So <laughs> that was wild that the attorney for the RICO case – Got arrested on gang charges. Hold on, you got to go through the whole thing. Like, so, first of all, I don't know what you' talking about, but I also know I definitely know about the YSL thing. But for those, can you get them caught up to speed? Okay, so Young Thug, who's currently under trial for a RICO charge, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, right? So the Atlanta PD confirmed Friday that the criminal defense lawyer was nabbed in Gwinnett County on warrants charging her with criminal solicitation to commit the offense of tampering with evidence and participating in criminal street gang activity. 
Fegan was arrested for allegedly cold calling a suspect in September 27, 2022, in a deadly double shooting in Northwest Atlanta. So according to the uh, investigators, she learned, of the she learned in a preliminary hearing related to the shooting that there were active warrants for his arrest. She's accused of telling the unnamed person who she was not representing at the time to dispose of the phone as the police were going to arrest him. Mm. So therefore, she was charged with gang activity. This is what do you crazy. Guys think about that. This is crazy. You know, she's actually called <laughs> the LeBron James of the legal world. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm like this, this, like, I don't know. When I saw this, the first thing I thought about BC was, man, he going down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you think about your attorney, your attorney is now yeah, going uh, down. Embroiled in criminal gang activity, gang. Yeah. But, but it's just, it's good. just, but, but I mean, She's not his main attorney, I believe. I'm not sure. I know she's just one of the attorneys on his case. She's one of the defense lawyers on his case. I don't, I don't think she, like she's his main attorney, but regardless of the fact, it it looks horrible. So, what what what? I I just I just I'm just ready to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Like this doesn't look good. Um, I am a believer, right? That you shouldn't be able to use, you know what is it called? The lyric law. So basically what's right. happening mm -hmm. is, you know, prosecutors are using the lyrics of rappers songs, um, as evidence. And I don't think yeah, that, that should shouldn't, be, that shouldn't be the case at all. That should be the case at all. Cause it's entertainment. You're not taking in these, uh, movie directors and screenwriters. You're not taking them in for things that they're writing and portraying on the movie screen. That's right. Um, but I will say though, and this may be an unpopular opinion, some of these rappers need to stop getting on records and telling on yourself and mm -hmm. admitting to crimes on record. Right, like, facts. Stop doing that, and we wouldn't be in this position. So, Also, I know it's hard for some of these cats because the reality is where they come from, this is where they come from, right? And, and so, you know, a lot of our inspiration in any category is, you know, what we're actually experiencing. No, but there's but a there way comes to tell time. it without telling on yourself. No, I get it, but what I what I what I was what I was getting at is it's like it comes a point where you just got to outgrow that. You have this amazing opportunity you're getting paid, you know, for some of these cats 50, 60, 70,000, 100,000 a show, like yo, like you got to evolve, right? So cool. You know, you that's where you come from. And you know, it makes you money. It really does. It makes a lot of people money, mm -hmm. you know, glorifying some of this bullshit. But then when is enough enough? So it, you have to evolve. So I, I basically I'm piggybacking off of what you're saying as far as like, you know, look, stop going on record. But also you got to also come to a point where it's like, all right, let me stop going to the hood. I got too much to lose. Yeah. Which is difficult for some you, of them. A lot of them. I, I never seen this, but I saw this when I Googled. Uh, uh, it's Nicole Fagan. Fagan. Mm -hmm. Um, she has a lot of pictures with this shirt. Other people do too, but it says "Got Proof," and it just makes me think like she's being arrested for evidence tampering. So it's like almost seems like this is maybe something that she's done several times. You get what I'm saying? Like you got I think proof. That's her, I think that's her. Um, I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, but you get I don't what I'm saying. It's kind of backfiring brand. now. Well, she's a defense attorney. So that's going to be yeah. their whole thing is, you know, you got proof. 
prove it. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a whole defense lawyers. And now you be the whole mo. You know what I mean? So now exactly. That's nasty. Work, that's nasty. Bro. And like <laughs> she didn't even. It, she wasn't even representing this guy. So that's why, because if it was lawyer-client yeah. privilege, she may have been able to get away with that call. You know what I mean? But because you're not even representing this dude, you just associated. And so it's it looks crazy. This whole case is a shit show right now between this, between the guy, the other one that I think there was somebody who tried to sneak the, the, the perks in court. Yeah. Um, between the prosecutor now, you know, uh, well, that's not even in this case, but the prosecutor in his case is also being dragged in about a, a improper oh, uh, relationship Fanny, in the Trump case. Fanny Willis. Fanny Willis. Yeah. So it's this whole thing is just. It's literally. Dun, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah, circus. So it's like you know, what are we doing here? I mean, if we're not if we're not getting convictions, man, just let the man go and let's go about our business. I feel you on that. I definitely feel like this this case is it should get thrown out at this point because it's not even a fair trial anymore. But it, it, it's it's a it's a joke on both sides: defense, prosecution. Like, yeah. there's no. And, and by the way, like, let's just say it out loud, bro. Like, are we losing our minds as adults on the internet? Meaning, like, like what you said before about the lyric law, right? I think a lot of it is everyone's wanting to push that that next level and i think it's because they want to show up on the internet they want to show out viral whatever you want to call it they want to make the money but it's like we're losing ourselves as a people mm. and, and and it's it's coming and i know we don't have a lot of time to talk on this but it does feel like we're being con not controlled i'm not a conspiracy theorist necessarily but i'm just saying that it feels like we're leaning too hard into this and it's creating so much issues for us as a society 100 percent. i mean see people pushing back now and having these conversations. And we'll certainly continue the conversation here on Paper Route. One of the things that we do here, we talk sports, but we also talk culture. And so I appreciate y'all bringing that up, and we'll continue to follow that story and update you as we go, because that is crazy. The attorney <laughs> is going down as well. That's wild. We'll see y'all tomorrow, Paper Route. Brandon Marshall here, BC in the booth, Andrew out west. Yes, sir. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.